0: ship at episode eight the podcast that talks games and making games i'm chris from madison wisconsin and of course with me as always is adam coming from the city the state that has one recreational boat per every six people which is more than every other state <laughs> adam Ray how's it going you're ridiculous get out of here i have one of those boats <laughs> you're you're part of the problem it's a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing good man if people um, ever listen to our previous podcast i always did intros with fun minnesota facts and i think
1: it's probably one of my favorite parts that was one of the best they're gonna bring that back there's a picture of there's a lake that is in like now like the the hipster um it's like it's like i think it's uptown so you know in in Mm -hmm. cities the uptown is like a lot of times like a younger place to live and you know younger people live there anyway there's a picture of maybe like the 40s or 50s everyone is out on a canoe and there's like hundreds of canoes on this lake all like you know just all wooden canoes and they're they're paddles and it's Naturally. like date night or something and everyone is just <laughs> with their with their you know their their significant other like just hanging out and do like no phones no movies no nothing it's just the weirdest picture ever there's so many canoes what a time to be alive too bad they didn't have designer board games back then too bad uh, yeah <laughs> Maybe, well you know hey you just spend time on the water i guess yeah, I guess, you know, that's why there's so many boats up there. So, what's up with you? That's a lot. Uh, just hanging out,
0: man. Um, yeah, what have you been playing?
1: Uh, so just before that, I'm my disclaimer today is that I was up at 4 no. a.m. and on oh. some flights and stuff. So, if I'm tired and, and yawning, um, I apologize, but I'm gonna power through it because we got some oh, yeah, to talk about. You just got back from the big um alliance thing, right? Uh, yeah, there was a regional alliance um trade show. And I was there, um, you know PSI had invites uh, a lot of their members that are releasing titles uh, at a, at a certain point in time and so we we have a title Swordcrafters coming out um October and uh, we we were there showing it to all the, re- all the retailers that wanted to show up so it was pretty cool but so
0: I felt like going pretty good
1: yeah it went it went really well i mean hey people people like building swords i mean it this this game like this game sells itself, right? So I don't yeah. need to try, which is a lot of fun for me because now I can just talk to people. Um, yeah, yeah, it's
0: always great when the game kind of speaks for itself. It speaks for itself.
1: Yeah, people see the value and they're like, "Okay, I know people are going to like to play this," I, and and I can tell that it's fun already. And and it's like one minute to learn. So you know, again, it's it's it has been doing it has been working hard for us, and it has not been cutting anyone open. So that's good too.
0: <laughs> it's, always a
1: good it's cardboard but uh oh <laughs> good old cardboard good old jokes. cardboard Joe. um
0: before we keep gushing over ourselves i guess we can kind of just get to what have been playing what have you been up, um getting to the
1: table yes thank you for keeping me on track so um <laughs> so i actually have to dig back pretty deep here uh so again pretty busy this weekend but yep. um this is a game that my wife and i picked up and played a lot in europe um it was called uh, wakanda and i picked up of course oh, black because Panthers. black panther Panthers. came up but i believe this game released <laughs> prior to black panther um i wonder if they had some inside information um or if you know or if it was just still a comic book um you know uh, like hey this is a cool cool name or a cool scene or a cool place you know uh, setting to hold something but anyway in the game it's is blue orange and so they make good stuff um their components are are really cool, and you're making totem poles. And I I picked the game up because I wanted to make sure, a man. game about making totem poles, and so I was like, ah, oh, let's see how good this one is, and if it stinks, I'll make a better one. But it the components <laughs> are really neat. So you're basically drawing a little wooden cylinder out of a bag, and you're deciding where to place it on uh, a tile, and you're placing it on uh on an open tile or on a tile that already has some wooden cylinders stacked up on it and so like the totem pole is being created and so essentially your two choices are do you sorry do you build a totem or do you finish a totem Mm -hmm. pole so each player has like a player color how high do they get i think you each have three so it's a it's a fast game you know it's like maybe 15. like
0: when you stack how many it's like three high
1: it's only well it can go i think it can go as high as you want, but at some point, okay. like there's an, an incentive to stack because you get points based on the icons. Sure. And there's an incentive to claim it. So you're either like stacking and building the totem up, or you are claiming it. Each player has three colored totem um, tops toppers to claim it. And so this is a two-player game. I got you. Yep. So it's a lot of back and forth, and, and you're you're kind of you're kind of looking at like like where do I think the points are stacking up? Where do I think I'm going to claim my totem? And then on the tiles there are bonuses too, so um, it it all works really well. Um, I I don't know why this game is not rated a little bit higher on BGG. I think it's a neat two player game with a really cool component. And my favorite part about it was that it it's tiles and wooden cylinders, so like I could just throw in the backpack and I didn't. I just I instantly pitched the box. Wait a minute, you threw away a
0: box? Well, yeah, I was I was
1: traveling in Europe. I I don't got room for that. God. i mean we had, a, we had a we had a rental car so technically i could have but like when we were flying back i mean there's no way yeah. i was taking the box back so but no the it game came with it, and out it we had a lot of fun with it um but so that is what i have um wakanda i would uh i would recommend it if you like two player games uh that w- with with fun looking components um again i think the bg rating is a little too low on this one. Oh really yeah mm-hmm. what about you what about you chris
0: uh, before I get into that, I think you're a monster for throwing that box away, but I'll let it slide. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, the box is beautiful, too. To. Uh,
1: and the oh, artwork geez. is,
0: you know... How big of a box are you talking here?
1: Um, I don't know, maybe it's 8 inches by 8 inches and, and 2 okay, inches so that's deep. a pretty big box. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a pretty a big, big box, box for not a lot of components. So anytime I see that, sure. like, you know, I, I do think twice yeah. about keeping the box, especially if I'm God. in space-constrained mode. And I was uh, at that point, so anyway... I don't think i've ever gotten rid of a i am an absolute monster yeah yeah that's for sure who does that <laughs> but i know hey they put a bag in the game so and everything it fit in the bag it. i was like well maybe oh, it's a wait, is it like a
0: nice like what kind of bag
1: uh, a cloth bag oh okay i think
0: that's okay then yeah 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 that's i mean that's a little more acceptable yeah totally sure.
1: And it, it, it's still it's like a branded cloth bag so i know what what game okay. it is and, and the rule book nice. fits i mean in it there. wasn't
0: just like a, a ziploc in there no okay okay all right I'm walking it back. Okay, walk it back. Um, what have I been playing? Um, I haven't gotten a lot to the table recently. I just kind of been kind of busy the last few um, days. But I did, um, I guess this was maybe last week or the week before, I got a game of X-Wings 2.0 in um, with some new people. So that was a wonderful time of getting one of my favorite games to the table. Sweet. Um, which actually I'm pretty excited because the 2.0 version launches the end of this week. So more people will actually be owning the game now and I'll be actually able to play it with more people beyond bringing my own stuff. Oh, that's so.
1: right. So you had an early copy from Gen Con. Yeah, Gen Con. They did a big
0: early release. Cool. And yeah, and now it's finally releasing, um, I think, the 13th. So cool, pretty exciting. that's exciting. Um, but yeah, so I think, I mean, overall, they just made a lot of really good changes to the game. And it's kind of funny because I feel like um, our um, pitch today kind of has a lot of really similar ideas and we can kind of talk about that after once we get into it but um i think they took a lot of the really cool things that x 2.0 is using and are going to implement them into their own games so, that's perhaps. cool
1: I, can i actually say one one more game that i've been playing i i just remembered oh, sure did you throw the box away i don't there's no box to this game so this <laughs> game's all fantasy oh Football. no oh boy oh, oh it's back it's back but it's okay so one of my favorite times of the year is the fantasy football um draft time so i i exclusively I will um join auction draft leagues and so i'm right now i'm in two of them and uh, you know oh, it's not so a bro- weird auction games auction drafts <laughs> <You like laughs> the
0: auctions.
1: i love it i love bidding people up and when they uh, sometimes it works. And you can you they overpay? You know, because they they love this player, but then sometimes I end up with the player, and I'm like, oh crap, that happened Do you, do you ever go to real auctions? Uh, no, I should I should probably just go to real auctions. I think it would be very dangerous love, for me. I love
0: real auctions. Okay. I, and I actually do like auction games, not as much as your passion for them. But then we should go to real auctions. We should and buy some. Stuff. <laughs> I think we'd compete over each other so and <laughs> be like,
1: no, I want that
0: no one else wants to we bidding each other yeah off. I could see it
1: just Funny. to be a gamer. sorry
0: but what else So fantasy football you you're back in the auction dream. So
1: so yeah so I mean this thing if you don't know what fantasy football is you're you're living in the dark ages and um, but you don't I mean it's not for everyone not everyone likes sports that's fine for sure um, but it's neat like you get a bunch of people together if you know the people it's even better and you um, all sit around and watch um, professional athletes do real uh, you know professional sports things all year and you um you know capitalize on their that's statistics on. <laughs> and you i don't know there's just something about like the 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 tradition and the camaraderie of the whole thing it sounds kind of absurd yeah. when you explain it like that but man well I don't, I don't like i think that's true like you know
0: i mean it's kind of a silly thing but at the same time it's like especially if you're doing it with people you know like, yeah
1: just a good annual bonding. So, the, at the draft weekend, um so we actually flew down to Illinois um and, and got together with with some of the uh, you know the friends, the the fantasy draft um, peeps. And uh we rented an Airbnb. Um it was a ton of fun. We went out on a pontoon, you know, drank some beers, um, had our fantasy draft and it, it was pretty cool. We ended up um one of the guys is pretty rowdy and so he brought a throwing axe with him. And That's uh what it does we we, lo- we all learned how to um throw a throwing axe at a tree so that was pretty pretty interesting Did you do
0: it one-handed uh,
1: I was I think it was, yeah I think it was one-handed yeah nice
0: count. yeah
1: I, I mean i I probably stuck one or two out of maybe ten into the tree but um th- thankfully trees, it was good for the tree yeah you know? yeah the tree was cool with that yeah it, uh, it was cool with me <laughs> all the percentages was good yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's not as easy so. as it looks because not only do you have to hit it on a line but you have to hit the rotation right? Oh sure, yeah. yeah. That's the I biggest, that's with the biggest handle. challenge. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I feel
0: like realistically, I mean, throwing an axe like if you throw it hard enough, it doesn't matter. And obviously, I think one would be more lethal than the other, but I feel like a good handle to the to whatever would not feel great.
1: It, you know, it was fun. I was I was sore in so many different places the next morning. It was cra- it was crazy. Like you you wouldn't think that something as simple as like a you know a twenty foot throwing axe or something like that would would just leave you obliterated in the morning but it shows i guess it shows you just aging and you know you wake up and you're like what i how do i have a muscle there that's crazy
0: i'm I'm trying to think of a good segue thinking of muscles there how about our pit no there's
1: nothing (laughs) there's nothing okay so i'm sorry for (laughs) the derail on the fantasy football um let's go into the pitch so we again we if you if you've been listening to us we've been doing the segment um if you haven't been listening to us we do a two-minute two, to, uh, two minute audio pitch. Somebody calls in, um, gives us a pitch, we'll play it on air, and then we'll react to it and give feedback on it real time on the podcast. And so it's a great way for people to get exposure to their games, but then also to get um, interaction time with a publisher. I mean, we're not the only publisher out there, of course, but um, it's hard it's hard for game designers to get that interaction time. So if you're interested, um, email a pitch to adam at adamsapplegames.com um, or reach out on the Facebook page and we'll uh, we'll get you on air.
0: Yeah, so we're going to check out a game called um, Sky SkyTear by Yakimo Neri. Awesome. Sorry for the mispronunciation there, I'm sure. But here we go. Let's take a listen.
2: Hi, everyone. This is uh, James from PvP Geeks. Uh, we are a tiny but ambitious publishing company from northern Italy. Um, we are working on a game called Skyter uh, that we will bring uh, to Kickstarter this February. Uh, Skyter is a MOBA-inspired miniature and card-based game. No dice chucking here. sorry. <laughs> it is best for uh, two players, and it takes uh, 30 to 60 minutes to play. This is essentially a strategy card game that uh, you play on top of an hexagonal board. Uh, in the game, you control four uh, legendary heroes fighting on a flying arena. It's uh, not just a simple that much though, because each game has three randomly picked victory conditions, and these are shared between you and your opponent. You immediately win as soon as you reach a victory condition, so uh, no counting of victory points. You win or lose instantly. Uh, that is fine because it means constant tensions and opportunities for comebacks until the very last round. Um, Skyter uh, as an original fantasy universe. You can pick uh, between 24 heroes with rich background, unique powers, um, and they come from four factions that are very asymmetric, but, uh, but still balanced. Uh, heroes, um, they generate runic power that can be used to play, yeah, of course, power cards. <laughs> Uh, These power cards stack on each other like they do in Magic the Gathering and that creates some really fun cinematic sequences Uh, when you add to the mix uh, explosive, uh, area of effects, push and pulls and special terrains from the board. Uh, The board uh, itself is created merging two faction-specific boards. Uh, These are like the two flying islands smashing into each other at the start of the game. And this uh, mobile-inspired map, uh, it features two separate lanes to reach the opponent's base and you will be forced to make some rock-paper-sister kind of choices. Uh, Like, how are you going to split your heroes, right, between these two uh, lanes? And, uh, yeah, there are minions as as well. (laughs) You can ignore these little elementals at your own peril, or fight them to get new power cards, or something in between. Um, And the strongest of all minions, that's the Skyter elemental. It starts at the center of the map, where the two islands collided, and it has no faction at the beginning of the game. But if you dare, you can try to tame it so that it will join your ranks as an extra hero. So there will be a lot more to say, but I think it's enough to give you an idea. Uh, we have a website full of art, backstory, gameplay, date details. You can check out for more. Uh, it is uh, www.playskighter.com. And you can also sign up there to be notified when we go on Kickstarter. That's hopefully will be this February. Uh, that's all. Thanks for uh, listening and for the opportunity
0: so that was uh, like I said sky tear by um, I, I don't see a publisher on the website but it was sent in by Yakimo Neri. um so what do you think Adam
1: uh yeah I mean I so I again you know so, some of this reaction is coming from we, we listen to the pitch and then we go puts around on the website and and he, he has a lot of yep. content built out um there's there's our work on there yep. it's great website um what website I was a great oh website. great website absolutely yeah I mean it's yep. it's it's pretty well fleshed out um anyway i think that mobas are a very interesting thing in um tabletop board games i think they are hard to do well i think that um i it is one of those genres that i would love to to find a great one and i'd love to play it and love to get deep into it but i just haven't done it uh and so it scares me a little bit when someone says moba Um, one because uh, again there's still kind of that word is kind of new to tabletop and people just expect it that they know it because it's so big in the digital sense two and I think two the big one is that a MOBA in in the digital sense plays in 30 minutes or you know 30 30 to 60 minutes and like it kind of relies on teamwork and so it's like a big you know type it's a big thing there's like 5v5 usually or 4v4 or something like that and when you take when you translate that to the tabletop sense um that often uh translates quite differently so i i, I think i'm interested i'm intrigued um as a publisher i would definitely be um skeptical of, of this one but then again like looking at the content on the website like i am I'm rather impressed by the the artwork the graphic design the thought that goes into some of the heroes that they're talking about um and yeah, yeah I think... it's
0: cool. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's kind of funny because when you say that, I have the exact... I don't say the exact app. I have the same level of apprehension, but when I hear MOBA, I go, ooh, it kind of, like, makes me pull into it a little bit because, I mean, I have a history of being a MOBA player, playing Dota, original Dota, and Heroes of New Earth, and Dota 2 now, but um, I think when I look at, like, I hear a game that's going to be a MOBA, I go, well, obviously. I mean, I think they say inspired by sure so, of course yeah that's a huge change um but i think the idea that um of having a MO, I mean, like a mobile inspired thing then I, the first thing i go is like yes that brings in the not like the people from outside of gaming i think perk up their ear board gaming perk up their ears but then realistically like and this is kind of just a bigger topic less about the pitch but anything but like what's the difference between a mobile and a battle arena sure right Relatively similar in concept, um, I think. Where this game does some really interesting things that kind of perked my ears up were um, the instant lose, instant win, um, yeah, mechanic. So the idea that hey, someone's gonna win by doing this or win by doing that. There's not like a, a score or point to
1: keep. Dropping. I would agree. I think that that aspect of of, of the pitch um, is really intriguing and um, could could really benefit the game and, and speed things up uh, and, and really add a, a constant tension throughout the game so I think um, Yakimo talked about tension and I think that's a great thing to design into um, now one of the things that I will I will say and like you know I feel like ever, everyone kind of takes a crack at this genre as a game design as a game designer just even if they want to put around with it you know and one thing I will say though is like it's it's extremely hard to simulate things that a MOBA does well, you know? So creeps. First off, creeps are moving around the map. Like, this is just how a lot of them work. And um, if you kill a creep, you get experience. And if you don't kill it, they run. They eventually will run over your base. They also grow in strength over time. And, like, towers towers shoot at creeps or towers shoot at heroes. And so there are a lot of things that are very, like, automated in a MOBA. Uh, And I think they really need to abstract that in a way that, uh, still still feels familiar um, and still has some of those concepts, but um, doesn't bog down the game. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges in a MOBA is, is like you have a very high likelihood to bog down a game. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think one, one interesting thing is that um, in a MOBA, like, like a Dota or um, one of those, a game like that, you have these multiple lanes and um, you can split them up your characters, like, usually it goes, like, two, 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 one, one, two, so, like, two in one lane, one in the middle, and two on the bottom. This game has two paths, of course, and I think there's a point to be made that says, I mean, like, I think Yakimo says something along the lines, oh, you, there's strategy in how you set that cool. up, um, or who goes into what lane, which is really awesome, but then, I, th- I mean, my my mind goes to, okay, how do I break this? What if I just put all of them in one lane? Like, what happens? And I get it, like, that's probably addressed very much in the rules, um, but, just the idea of having this objective-based battle arena just brings up a lot of questions for me. But overall, I think the the pitch in general has me intrigued. Um, and I have was, was snooping around the website. I'm actually hoping to check this out when we're in Essen. Oh yeah, because, cool.
1: Uh, yeah, they're gonna be at Essen. A pretty, pretty um, pretty. I think a few more things to call it real quick. So, um, they're they're making a a very distinct, uh, they're making a very distinct differentiation claim when they say like no dice, no thank you, um. Everything is going to be probably like card driven or some sort of um, different randomizer mechanic than dice. And I think d- my first thought dice is like need
0: across a cross of Battlecon. Okay. Because, I mean, I don't know how the game works, but just like, hey, this is X amount of cards. I assume there's like a cooldown to those cards and things like that. Like a, um, what is it? Level 99's Battlecon type thing, but just abstracted to a bigger board,
1: maybe? Yep i mean yeah i think you know cooldowns are always a a tough thing to simulate you know is it a mechanic that you really want to focus on or not um but the the lack of dice in a game um to me the the dice resonate with a battle arena game for some reason and and maybe like uh Mm -hmm. taking dice out actually don't and it makes it a little more deterministic um but does that it does it equal fun and so i think that's that's a key question that i would ask and you know how fast does a player find the fun um if i'm a player that is able to control four heroes at a time um how many of them do i control each round uh how fast do i move on the map you know like like how fast like how many turns does it take to get into engagement or interaction like you think of a game like checkers sounds stupid to to make a comparison from a MOBA to checkers but how many turns in checkers (laughs) does it take you to engage with your opponent well it probably should take about that many turns with a MOBA or less right yeah i think i think that can be
0: true i mean like on the digital end like usually it's a little slower in the beginning and then it translates into a lot more interaction but for
1: the physical and i think the tabletop side of things like i think you need to find interaction fast yeah i agree otherwise what Uh, are we doing we're just building up our our tableaus or something or like our our we're killing creeps and getting experience yeah 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 and i guess i also on the moba inspired
0: um item itemization like is that a thing sure um that i think is a huge part of those mobas and i think that could be completely removed from a game to like make it a more physical tabletop game it looks like they've um,
1: done a a fair amount of streamlining here which is cool so i i i mean i smart i think it's got i really do think that um yakimo and team and there's a big team of people working on this have have thought about a lot of these challenges uh yeah. before going into it right? so that that's a good sign you know like you are um you know you are approaching this cool way and also i think another thing to say is this game has miniatures um and so that's going to be yes, a, I was gonna bring that a big bonus for table presence but also kickstarter presence yeah i think
0: um that is i mean it's like 24 25 characters that's a lot of unique miniatures yep. so i think that's a pretty big endeavor which is awesome um one other thing i made a note of that i thought was really cool is that they're making a focus on tournament play and pvp and like um one of my favorite things i saw is balancing so they're going to be doing monthly updates so like there's like a build a site or a tool where you build your your teams out and then um you like changes like point values of characters change so you can like like update the game after it comes out which i I think is a really cool thing yeah i mean x wings uh, is doing that with their 2.0 so i'm actually really excited to see that that's happening sure. as well so is that
1: balance control or is that just keep it fresh what, what is the purpose i think both i think it's both okay, right sure so i mean um i mean like if you look
0: in the mobile world like they just change things up all the time and go like oh well now this character moves right. this fast or this spell does this much more damage and right. <laughs> that can totally change how you play the game and make it more fresh and at the same time if something is too strong you go whoa, we should dial this back a little bit
1: it's almost part of the genre and it's it's an interesting genre i mean digital games do this right like there's patch notes and it just seems like the mm-hmm. game changes every few weeks and you have to be a student of the game otherwise you are just going to be completely left with dust and be like wait now what does this ability do like oh my gosh it's completely yeah. different than it used to be i think the parallels of magic make a lot of sense
0: then right because i think they mentioned that like oh it's kind of like a, a map like there's a sense the word of a- magic was dropped in there so it's kind of like oh that makes sense okay so gotcha. this is a thing that you do you write become a student of the game so i think that that's um very interesting to me so
1: so real quick to wrap this up do we think that this has um product viability in the marketplace today i'm gonna go ahead and say that yes i think this will fund on kickstarter i don't think that they have um history on kickstarter it'd be great to have history um in, you know minis project history for that confidence to be really high Number two, um, and feel free to weigh on these. Number two, do what, what do we think like maybe like the price point sounds like? I, my guess is this is like a eighty to one hundred dollar game. Like I think it's just yeah, I was gonna intensive. guess that ballpark because of the minis, capital on yeah, twenty
0: four unique minis. Yeah, for first time company, I mean, I would guess in that ballpark.
1: Yeah, and you know if it's less than that, like awesome. I think you're gonna find a ton of ton of customers. So, um, yeah, best of luck and. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I agree I, with the viability. Sorry to go back on that. I agree with the viability. I think that this could do well.
1: Cool. Good luck. And hopefully we get to chat and say hi at Essen.
0: Yeah, please stop by or let us know where you are and we'll stop by. Cool. Awesome. So that
1: gets us into
0: our theme of this week. Um, and the theme is how do you theme
1: an abstract? Yeah, that is an abstract question right there.
0: So this is a... Yeah, exactly. So this is a... Um, scenario that we find ourselves in right now. Um, we have a game that we're working on called. I, I currently, um, it was originally titled Eigenstate. That's right. Which um, is a physics term that I would Google to know what it means right now because I don't know what it means off the top of my head. But um, yeah, I mean, th- we're we're kind of like right in this right now, right, at Adam?
1: Huh? Yeah. So I'll give you a little background on this one. So this this game was signed at uh, spiel last February. Um, it was late uh and in a day thing and the designer i i know i know him from the twin cities and he wore you down by the end of the day no he showed up real late and like he we played one or two games together and i was like well mm-hmm. like what are you doing here he's like well i just came as a tester and i said well it's after it's after hours did you bring any games <laughs> you know like did you let's 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 do this and so he he's like mm-hmm. well i've been working on this game for a while, and um. It was it was really neat so it's it's a game where um it's chess like in that you are your goal is to capture opponents but it is so much simpler to learn and it has a lot of that like uh onitama and duke the duke inspiration baked in so mm-hmm. um you can basically build any one of your six pieces to move like a, any chess piece could so you have freedom to build it to move in a essentially like a five by five grid um and so yeah i like oh go ahead i was gonna say the 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 simple rules is basically you you move a piece and each piece has uh 25 holes in it and then you place a peg you place two pegs in any of your pieces and so you can now bump up the movement capability of those pieces for the future so it it ramps up really fast you have uh, interaction really fast and it has a lot of cool strategy and thinkiness into it in probably 20 to 30 minutes of gameplay
0: yeah i like to pitch the game as at this point um it's checkers that turns into chess with the like without having to learn chess so like you just kind of start out with this very simple concept and it turns into something that yeah. can be with a lot of depth.
1: Yeah, and, and the game name uh, Eigenstate, so a little background on this so the designer was coming up with a concept or name for the game and Eigenstate is a quantum physics principle where an electron can exist in different states and uh, essentially naturally. like the nodes or the grid on that piece is representing the different states that the piece can exist in so like if it's at its reference point that's great but like on your turn now it can move or you know jump to the next um node or jump two nodes or wherever you have a peg in your piece like that's the eigenstate that it could exist in
0: yeah i guess if you think about that it's really interesting because um obviously that is a thought at theming the game right like it's like oh okay this is uh how like the game interacts in this way. And here's a real life thing that equates to doing that. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, I mean, this is like, this is almost a philosophical question at this point, because yes, an eigenstate, I would say is, is a, is a theme. It's a physics theme. However, the purpose of a theme is to make something very understandable and an eigenstate is something that is not comprehended by a lot of Correct. a lot of people. Like I had to look the, I had to look the darn thing up when when Mar- Marty said it. I'm like, "What wait, wait I, I know I've heard this term, but what does this mean again, <laughs> you know?" I've never heard the term and I had to look it yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> for sure and like I think I think most people would be in that boat, you know, but I think you'd also get some physics nuts that would come and say, "This is a game about mm-hmm. physics. I have to play this, right?" Um Sure. But like is, from our perspective,
0: is that a, the physics and that's how they are, are a big enough market for us? I don't know, I
1: mean, possibly. I think physics, physics people people that love physics probably also love or, or know or knowledgeable about board games. So I think there's probably crossover, but yes, is it big enough? I don't know. Now, one thing that's even more interesting and another later removed on this conversation is that the principles of quantum physics are not uh, visible to the eye. And so, like, we're able to, like, run tests and stuff on quantum physics and prove that these principles are true um, mm-hmm. and that they're laws and not just theories, right? But, like, they're not visible to the eye, so it doesn't help. Like, it's not helpful. <laughs> it's hard to make a box. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Here's the box art. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's not helpful to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. like when, when i utilize a physics term because I, I like i cannot see it this this in, in particular quantum physics you cannot see it. it it'd be like saying like um you know like, like a game about you know chemistry and like these things exist but but like we know we can like diagram out chemical molecules and that's something that's somewhat familiar so like that level of abstract game i'm, I'm like okay well that at yeah. least resonates with the public but i think this one i <laughs> I'm really yeah. worried that this would, this theme, this um, physics, quantum physics thing, would not resonate with people other than physics nerds. Well, it's kind of interesting because then, it, like, f- when we
0: started looking at, the, I mean, when I started looking at the game, I didn't even like, I didn't, I didn't compute the theme to how you play the game. I'm like, oh, it's just a really cool abstract game, right? And I think like a game can sell based off of that. Right? Oh, like absolutely. You can sell a game that's, like, oh, this is just a good abstract game. There's a whole
1: series but- of abstract games out there. They're called the GIF theory series it's like g-i-f-p or g-i-p-f or something like that and each one of them essentially is a mumbo jumbo name um i think some of them might have some significance but um it's it's like consonants and vowels mashed up and and essentially they they title it an abstract game with that mashup of consonants and vowels that, that is particularly usually not a word it's maybe is, is a, a a mashup of letters that looks like it may be a word but it's usually not a word
0: yeah, I'm a huge fan of Q Z X R T Y. <laughs> I made that up. But yeah, exactly. And that's and that's why like themes are important, right? So, yeah, it was so from our perspective, adding a theme to something takes it um, I mean, it makes it um, bigger. I mean, it makes it open to a bigger audience.
1: A bigger audience for sure. I mean, that's it's in in it, it, lo- it makes it more approachable and it, it feels like those are the games that are hitting the table more often however the flip side of that is i would say an abstract game has a potential to be around for thousands of years so and so i think if it doesn't have a theme it's probably more minimalist it's probably more pure it's probably more like um you know like a mancala board or like chess Mm -hmm. or or something like that that is almost an artifact of time
0: sure yeah i think that's fair but at the same time do you want to try to put a game out there to say this is the next chess? No, this doesn't help me this lifetime. That's, a, that's a <laughs> you
1: know? exactly. Yeah,
0: your 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 grandchildren will be very happy that they have the patent on future chess. Yeah,
1: and pants are pants are pretty uh you know, pretty short. Yeah, well, they weren't, well a, they
0: just, weren't right? playing Eigenstate not Star Trek, so they were playing that three D chess. Three D so.
1: chess, yeah. So um uh, another interesting thing I was going to talk about too was um when you uh like when you choose to give a theme to a game like we're talking like themed games or abstract games or whatever like the theme is chosen usually to help not only make it more approachable but also to help someone learn how to play it easier because yeah you can remember rules better when they are th- they thematically make sense for sure so like i that's mean that's a big deal oh go ahead yeah a great example of
0: that uh at least for me um i think is santorini sure so if anyone has played that game, the idea is that you, what, you're you trying to get to the top. You have a character and then there are three different layers of buildings and you're placing little blocks and you can jump onto a block. And then you can only go up like level one, level two, level three. And you want to get to level three, I think, and you win the game. Very, very relatively simple game. But like the idea of it being put into a city, cityscape um, made a lot more sense to me versus like, oh, we're just stacking blocks and trying to put a peg on top of blocks. Like that theme builds like, oh yes, you are city builders and trying to get to the top of the city. It just builds a, a picture in my mind of understanding how to play the
1: game. Yeah, and, and one thing that I think that's very interesting too is that if, if this, if I can say it were pitched to me with a theme, it may it may not have resonated quite as um, as well. And I think like you look at it and you can look at it, it's raw and pure form. And like it was it was really interesting when Marty brought it out at the table, it was like it was kind of like a dirty T-shirt that was like markered up into a grid, and it was um, wooden, like these like really awesome handcrafted wooden um, tiles that had or pieces that had twenty five holes drilled into them, all hand drilled, and so you could tell there was a ton of love and care and and um, mm-hmm. TLC put into this game. And if that would have had like a cyberpunk theme when I when he brought it out, I don't know. It, it may not have resonated quite as well. So um like i think i think if if done really well and if done and published really well like that theme does expand that marketability But i think that is a matter of
0: time and place totally. right uh, like 100 yeah you were at a at a proto spiel versus i'm at the store and i'm trying to figure out what game to
1: yeah totally yeah
0: right so and i think that's that's what really matters i mean like for me from my perspective it's like hey you have to have something that's going to make someone pick up the box. And the idea of having just like, <laughs> here's a physics equation, <laughs> pick up the box. Right. Like, honestly, that might work. It realistically. might actually I mean, work. Could, yeah. Very much could work. But I think um, there's a lot of different themes or different things that can be applied to a game that go, oh, you look at a Santorini, like, that's in Target. It's got that big face of that dude on there, and it's very, like, friendly and likable, and you're like, I'm going to pick that up. But if it was just, like, a picture of, like, hey, here's some blocks getting stacked up, like, you know, that's like, um, shelf presence is a thing.
1: 100%. Um, and so, I, I wanted to talk through, so, like, we kind of had this idea, we uh, signed the game, had an idea that well, let's explore a theme for this. We, we weren't 100% set on needing a theme. Like, I don't think every abstract needs a theme. And... We back and forth on this a lot it's just like hey if if there is an available theme and it's a, it's a theme that we think we can get behind like let's go do it but if not then this game is freaking awesome in itself like it's the it's one of the smoothest learning curves uh, to an abstract game that I've seen inspired by games that people really love in today's market and everyone that we've sent a copy to has said that's a really fun game like yeah. let me know when it's ready you know let me know when it's out so um but but that being said, like there was this, there's been a ton of you know information and and um, conversation back and forth talking about theme. I'm I'm actually gonna if you want to if you want to talk for thirty seconds, Chris, I'm gonna pull up that email that Marty mingle back uh, yeah, no me problem. and him going back and forth about theme ideas. It's pretty hilarious. And and you as well. Yeah, we yeah. had a lot in there.
0: Yeah, I think it's really interesting because I feel like this game could have gone a lot of different ways, and I'm really um, thinking that. Putting a theme on it just makes it a little more marketable, as we've been saying. Um, the, the interesting thing about like people liking the game, um, I think it's a big deal for, yeah, everyone could love the game, but if no one picks it up, then no one's going to love the game. So the perspective that I kind of look at is, I think it could just do really well as an abstract game and just put it into the market as that. But at the same time, if it doesn't hit the right set of people, is it going to pick up? So. I think we kind of came around to the idea of, oh, if we put a theme on this, then it's going to go a little bit further um, and hopefully just have a little more legs on it and not completely, I mean, our goal is with this is to not disenfranchise the um, abstract. And the people that already love it. The people who really love abstract. Exactly. But at the same time, make it something a little more appealing or at least like make a few more connections to people who have, already um, who, who may not be abstract players but looking for a game um, a two-player game that is quick to learn
1: quick to play. cool all right so i got one of the mails. the mails up it's pretty it's pretty hilarious so uh so this was going through um this is actually me and you talking this, this is the first one i could find and i say a theme idea for i can say it uh your pieces are spaceships going to warp speed destroying another ship if you warp into their space Chris goes right. interesting. Chris goes gets yeah. gets the Star Wars people real mad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. If If anyone is I mean has not seen the last shot I people were very upset about that scene, but I thought it was a great scene, so. But yeah. So
2: yeah, and, and I thing. think
1: and and then we started talking about like um theme names at that point so i think uh through throwing out were warp speed jump drive hyperspace um and yeah we just really had i think we had a hard time with making
0: like space fit how would you actually yeah you know i game, right so going back to that
1: i don't necessarily think that's a bad theme i think I like space and sci-fi is a good theme um but it's also like um well, i mean in general or, but does it fit and it's also what you kind would do of a in this brutal game? uh it's a brutal explanation for an abstract game you're like well you're gonna warp onto another ship and destroy it so <laughs> you know, it's like abstract yeah. games aren't like, yeah i mean they are like they're think murderers aren' they're thinking <laughs> but they're not like they don't necessarily come off as like a war game necessarily and like yeah you're usually you're yep. pitting um your you know your something versus someone else's something And you are, there's capturing and stuff like that too. um, But you're not, uh, the explanation doesn't come off as brutal as that one came off.
0: Well, I feel like I I agree and disagree with that a little bit because I feel like um, one thing that we kind of kicked around for this was like, oh, you're like a war general and it's like a zoomed out map and you're moving platoons onto spots. And I think that could work, but at the same time, does it have the right market? And I I feel like that is a little more understandable than a spaceship that warps onto another spaceship and kills it. You know what I mean? Like the, the idea, I think the, the, the theme of like the idea of using the warp, like doesn't explain like what's happening. But if I say, yes, these, this platoon is walking into this platoon and destroying it. Like, Oh, okay. I think in my okay, mind, so now I
1: pulled processing. up um, my email with Marty back and forth and we, we went back and forth maybe seven or eight times. And so his, he, he brainstormed with, with some, some friends. Here's where some of his uh, here, here were some of his ideas. So, and they're, they're cool ideas, but you always need to think about an idea and say like, is that the market? Like, like does the theme fit first off, but then also is that the mm-hmm. market that we think that we want to go after here? Do we see that being a viable product, viable theme first? Okay. First idea yep. tremors style earthworm monsters super cool awesome, like dude. that is awesome and especially like um like uh with uh stranger things out in the market right now like that's really cool right I and mean, it's not it necessarily works. tremor style but um still very nightmarish or Almost other dimension away from happening the yep abstract right but I second actually, one really ocean amazing. monsters possibly the kraken with variable arms or tentacles third one parkour with competitive tag leave it. like I don't know. I could see it. <laughs> but again, core, like, would you make an abstract? Sure, yeah. Would you make a game that has abstract game mechanics with a parkour or competitive tag theme? Now, the answer, the, the initial answer may be no, but I think Asmodee or someone, uh, another big publisher, actually just did it. Right. Um of course. So, and, and that's another thing too is like, and the abstract market is not that huge. Like, it's probably, it's a pretty small percentage I think compared to a lot of the thematic games. So you need really need to see if there's another themed abstract that is like super adjacent to yours. And if there is, is that a smart product launch or not? Um, I think it's really interesting because in
0: this scenario, I feel like like almost any theme could work, right? Like it's possible to make a huge variety of themes to fit an abstract game. But the question, I think the bigger question is, does that theme do what you want in the long run for that game? Does it help you market it? Does it help people pick up the box? does it do you think it fits it really well and does it accomplish the goal of getting
1: people to play your game Um, so then he said Roman centurions or French soldiers basically any army that walks around in squares Um, so similar to what we talked and then then he said growing a garden or weed patches taking over the yard Um, and again like that probably would be a viable product Um, and there would be an audience for that but like is that the game that we wanted to make Um, so that conversation and i think that idea then prompted um uh the next idea that came through and so this is where we're at right now with a theme and we don't necessarily have a locked final title right now but um after looking at these pieces like uh i started googling things like what what types of things have a bunch of holes in them and it randomly like Mm -hmm. landed on this gruesome looking um seed pod of a lotus flower and the Lotus flower is a really unique flower because it's very, it's like very um, symbolic in a bunch of different cultures. Um, like it's found almost all over the world. It is got some of the most unique physics and growth properties. And it, it just, it's got awesome story and symbology tied to it. And, and like that to me, I was like kind of chilled when I, when I saw that, you know, and uh, it offers a lot of wiggle room to the, like the, yeah, it and, the and theme, like right? the, the fact that like the, the holes in the piece matched up with the seed pod or the the forming seed, you know, forming the seed pod of the flower and like, okay, now, now we have a potential idea. Um, so the emails goes back and forth a little bit more. Um, I like the Lotus concept. Agreed. Lotus seems. Strong, you know, mock up a a potential board. What could that look like? And it's starting to take shape and take form. And now, now we're kind of in the process of Mm -hmm. saying, like, okay, well, how do we represent the best physicality and artwork of the game? So, um, that is essentially the story of like how we uh found a theme for the game. And we're still fleshing out, like, what does that what is the story that we're going to tell to make somebody uh, to help somebody understand the, the vision that we see for this. Um, so that's still happening you know
0: yeah yeah and i think um one of the biggest parts of that is that with that theme i feel like we can land in an art style that is Absolutely. very approachable um, yeah. i think that was a big plus for us and at the same time we felt like it actually yeah. fit and we, we, in the game so
1: we you know, think that there is the a strong reason to believe that this product could do very well in the market based on you know um other products out there that you know like the the this style this art style like an art style that we that we can come up with for this game is going to fit an abstract game when when you now look at that for like uh yeah you know you you reflect back on the um the the sci-fi theme like warp speed we could do cool art and we could do a cool game but like would those merge together and feel um cohesive and and feel uh would they make sense right so i think maybe but this to me seems really strong um but anyway like i think that you know this is still a conversation to be had and we're still working along this if you have thoughts um about the theme uh that we came up with uh or about the process that we came up with to get to the theme uh feel free to reach out and i think it's probably a good time to start wrapping it up
0: yeah yeah we're running running long on this one um but thanks for everyone for taking the time to listen yeah um theme is hard and sometimes people start with themes sometimes people have a game and add a theme to it so there's a lot of different ways to approach this problem but um we kind of outlined having a for game sure putting something onto it so um feel free to reach out um adam at app, adam at apples apple adams apple games.com uh we're also on facebook twitter um and instagram so um send those pitches in and um for everyone else we'll see you next week and awesome see you at check them